It's cool, cat. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Martin. 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 How y'all feeling? He's so, he's so crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, kid from Kid and Play produced that. Yeah, I heard. I heard him say that in an interview. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. I just found this out like two weeks ago that Brian Me Knight's brothers in Take Six. Oh yeah, mm. I didn't know that. I had no idea he had a brother that he was in. That was in. I don't think he's been in that. Take Six since the very beginning. So that's a McKnight McKnight connection. He showed up on the show to sing to to mm-hmm. Gina for the proposal, and his yeah. brother helped sing the theme yeah, song for the final song. two seasons. Crazy! Oh wow! Yeah. Like, in... Tell me about that. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> everybody was doing that upgrading their theme song different world brought in boys to men fucking mm. um uh rock brought in in vogue like everybody was like from like 94 95 were upgrading their theme songs to like yeah and then it got that trend where the actual actors were singing the theme song like with jamie fox and sister oh, yeah, yeah. everybody mm. singing their own theme songs now Letting Omar Gooding rap on Smart Guys theme song. Like everybody oh, really? was doing that. That was Omar? Oh. Never experienced an adult phase. Ahead of the game in a young age. Tell it to a grown man. Trapped inside of a young brain. <laughs> that was Omar Gooding. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so uh shit. We gonna get started then. Yeah. Welcome back to the Marcus and Josh show. My name is Marcus. I am a music artist. I am joined by my homie, Josh. Hey, everybody. Josh, a.k.a. Prop Josh. I am an animator, and together we formed Josh and Marcus Show. And with our powers combined, (laughs) we have a special guest with us uh, in the house. why don't you introduce yourself, Mr. Brick Jackson? I guess I just introduced you. You did introduce me, yeah. <laughs> Welcome what's, back. Uh, what's, well, thank you, man. Thanks for having me back, man. I, I'm Brick Jackson, and just to get this out of the way, I was the one who played Martin's alleged son on an episode <laughs> of Martin. Um, I'll say my famous line. I don't want to go to Arizona. See? Um, he sound, he sounds exactly I mean, You sound the same. <laughs> you sound the same, brother. Uh, no, nah, man. Uh, yo, my name is Bill Jackson. I'm an actor, writer, producer, comedian. I'm a, I'm a hyphenated nigga living out in L.A. Um, man, just excited to be here, man. Uh, back again with you guys to talk about an iconic and unique yes. show yes. that... Uh, Definitely deserves all the love that it's been getting lately. Man, definitely. Um, and then some. Mm. Absolutely. We talking about Martin, y'all. Martin! Martin! Yeah, word. Before we get into all that, we're going to ask you to uh, go in and uh, go in your podcast app. Pull up uh, the Marcus and Josh show. Got it? Okay. And you pull that up, all right? Okay, you're gonna rate it, all right. And the closer you go to the right, the closer you get to the five star rating. 
not to persuade you in any way, but just, <laughs> just gonna rate, you know, rate the show a little bit. Uh, you may even want to hit the subscribe button so you can subscribe to the show. Um, you can even review on the podcast app that you uh, listen to my voice on. Uh, you can email us at markandjoshshow at gmail.com. M-A-R-Q and Show at gmail.com. And uh, you can follow us on Instagram. What's what's our Instagram? It's, uh, oh, I know what it is. Mark. It's Mark Josh Show. It's M-A-R-Q-J-O-S-H-S-H-O-W. That's on IG, y'all. Uh, yeah. Martin. We talking about this is like for me personally. It's like your favorite show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. For me personally, it's 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 my favorite show. I remember the first. I remember when they were advertising the show about to air. Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, this guy's crazy! What is this?" <laughs> like, because uh, because I remember uh, it had the scene where he was like where he was like acting like he was like Bruce Lee or something on their first pilot episode yeah and then uh, he was saying what's up and he was like jumping all over things and then like I think they showed his mom like real quick and I'm like this show looks crazy what the fuck like but it's hip hop but it kind of feels like kid and play but it's not kid and play like what is this (laughs) you know what I'm saying like it feels like house party but not really and so uh Man, from the first episode, I think I even like recorded off TV. Like when it I think had, you did, yeah. Because I remember watching the the first episode when it first premiered several times, and like because <laughs> I think I recorded it straight off TV. I was so excited about Martin, and uh, the pilot episode to me don't really even feel like. Uh, a pilot necessarily it feels like they've all like they've already been established and you're just catching up on a random episode of it like, yeah they have one of the best pilot episodes because yeah. you're not yeah it's not like an introduction it's, it's like so no organic. this is the day in life that you mm-hmm. already see you know we don't get you know it's not like him just first meeting gina and right. stuff like that we, just we don't catch get that up episode until later yeah and it's a flashback you know I mean, it was like season two yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I was actually thinking the same thing, Marcus, when you were talking about the pilot. I was like, I was trying to remember. I was like, they don't really do no origin stories or nothing mm-hmm. like that. It wasn't some, hey, meet my girlfriend. Meet This is where I work. It literally was just like, and it wasn't a lot of exposition dialogue of like, you know, hey, man, Tommy, you've been my best friend my whole life. It didn't feel like that. It felt like right. uh, uh, we were... Like you said, we were peeking in. I think one of the interesting things, too, like everybody talks about Seinfeld being a show about nothing. Like, you can't really plot mm-hmm. um, Martin. Martin is just nope. a radio DJ and his friends living in Detroit. I mean, yep. that's the It's show. very episodic. Like, you know, uh, the the only ongoing saga is Martin and Gina's relationship. Mm-hmm. That's like yeah. it. That is it. <laughs> well, you know, I think too. Well, it's I, Martin's career. I think Martin's career is kind of the yeah, Martin's yeah, yeah. That would be like the, the second street, story. So. That would be yeah. like the second story. I would say. I think too. The one thing that made one thing that made Martin very very unique in its own way is that it was one of the first shows I you can think of 
that knew their audience. So many shows were trying to do, you know, you put a show on ABC, NBC, CBS, they were trying mm-hmm. to market to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to market, you, got, you want black people to watch it, right? but you also want the mainstream audience to be able to take it in. Martin is like, they didn't even give a damn if white people watch no. it or not. This is a show <laughs> about 20-somethings in the 90s yep. that are unapologetically black, who's doing their thing. You know, Martin was almost a throwback in a way to George Jefferson. Quick to kick you out, quick to cuss you out. Yep. Um, quick you to know, beat your it's ass. about their life. <laughs> Yeah, Martin was kind of jerk, kind of a jerk. He's he, was. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he was, he was a jerk. And usually you don't get that. So we think about the contrast around that same time. Of course, everybody likes to compare Martin to Fresh Prince, mm-hmm. and it's and I think it's also because of Martin and Fresh and, and Will Smith's relationship because of Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. But the two biggest sitcom black sitcom actors at the time that are male. Or, or have their own show and they're two completely different person like will smith you're supposed to love that guy everybody's right. supposed to like him white people are supposed to think you know what i'd, I'd bring that kid home if he was <laughs> dating my daughter I'd, I'd i'd be okay with that with martin it wasn't that feeling like he, they did not care if you if you they were like this is who he is right. this is what he's gonna do he's gonna say some shit that's gonna be crazy and you're gonna deal with it you know and what he's gonna his mother, and he's going to play his neighbor. He's going to play his kid. This kid, he's going to play uh, you know guard, what? like, and you're going to and you're going to deal with it. This, right. Uh, Will Smith, not not that this is a bad thing, but Will Smith is like Mickey Mouse. Like mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. loves Mickey. Mickey is dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's right. not to say that Mickey. That's not to say that Will Smith is whack or that he's soft or nothing. But he's made to where he's designed for everybody to like him. Yeah. Whereas Martin's character on Martin is like Daffy Duck. It's like it don't, <laughs> it don't, it don't matter. Like he's he's hilarious. He's fucking crazy. But he he's an asshole. He he gets wrapped up in his own like ego and thoughts and stuff and listening mm-hmm. to his dumbass friend Cole in particular. <laughs> Uh, or Stanley, <laughs> even worse. Right. Oh yeah, don't listen no, to Stanley. He takes yeah, the, he takes advice from the worst people. <laughs> well, he he don't ever listen to Tommy. Right. And so Tommy's uh, the only one that makes sense, and he doesn't even listen. Right. To him. He don't ever listen to Tommy or Gina. And right. so, uh, which is also something that is interesting and unique to some sitcom is that when you think about it, like usually that wife or partner is the voice of reason. He had several mm-hmm. voices of reason, mm-hmm. you know, if you include Tommy in the mix and, you know, Pam was smart too. She just didn't mm-hmm. give a shit about Martin, um, right. <laughs> but she was, you know, I, I think the show's dynamic to fit our audience mm-hmm. so much because we all have that friend that we just, we care about them, but we can't help but to talk junk to them. Yep. And everybody has a Pam. Uh, in their life, whether their Pam is a man or a woman, everybody has a Pam that has a friend <laughs> that you call them and you spend the first twenty minutes insulting each Yo, other before getting Tori, down to business. My wife and all her friends—that's their relationship. <laughs> like all, her <laughs> especially her male friends. Like that's all their relationship. That's B2B. <laughs> yeah. Like Josh, uh, Tori, and uh, Dean. And guess who Dean? Man, if you heard yeah. them on the phone, that shit is hilarious. Like I'll <laughs> I'll be talking to Dean on the phone and he'll be like, you know, we'll be on speaker. He knows the Tory sitting next to me, so we'll be talking and he'll Dean'll say like, you know, hey, so uh hey, you know how where where's Tori at? Oh, she right here. He like, Oh, okay, does she ever um does she ever get that that powder? <laughs> and then we're already laughing. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, I'm like, like that what powder? Sister, what powder? Like you know to take care of that foot problem there. You know she got. I know she's stinking up the whole apartment over there. But, uh, I'm so, like that with my sister-in-law. I love my sister-in-law yeah. to death. She's like a sister to me. Like that's how I, that's how I look at her. Yeah. But if we're on, if I'm on the phone with my brother, you know, give us at least five minutes to go, go back down. and forth with each other. Yeah, Malcolm and, and Tori is like that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, we just need a small window of time so I can say that's some great. shit about her. She can say some shit about me. But it's all love, mm-hmm. and that's that's the Pam and I mean. But you think about it like every. That's ultimately Pam and Martin, Martin though, because they really get each other backs. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, they yeah, they, yeah. They, bond, they they have a bond there that you don't <laughs> mm-hmm. that they just don't want to bring out because it's just easier for them to hate each other, right? Um, mm-hmm. But everybody, I think everybody has those dynamics. Everybody wanted a relationship like Martin and Gina. Yep. Everybody had a friend like Pam. Yep. Most of us had a, at least two friends that are similar in some ways, maybe to Cole or Tommy or both. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it, they hit the hell the nail on the head. And so many, the only outlandish character that might not have made sense in that universe was Stanley. But it worked. <laughs> I love it definitely Stanley. Worked. It worked. <laughs> I mean, I kind of disagree a little bit because I Shoot. think I knew a couple right, of Stanley. Right. Growing up in Jackson, <laughs> right. Growing up in Jackson, we definitely knew some Stanley. I know. Stans, I, you know, I some Stanley. Some Stanley. <laughs> and so, Random spoons. Um, uh, yeah, I think, but no, I think. Um, you know, I, I feel like that this is the show that, like, I feel like if Martin was some white comedian, this show might be hailed a little bit higher on the list of the greatest sitcoms of all time because the things that he did on that show, we have mm-hmm. not seen since and we didn't see before. Playing multiple characters is not right. something you saw on a regular basis. Yeah. The, right. out, the crazy supporting like characters. Like reoccurring characters that were, it wasn't like a sketch com. Where right. you're dressed up, right. but these are like no, I'm playing multiple reoccurring cast, like characters. And I love, I love when they open the show with that other character. When Otis would open the show, mm-hmm. or Dragonfly Jones, the Dragonfly. Would open the show. Yeah, I just watched I the mean, one with Dragonfly, uh, where he opened, where he played the piano. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he kicked the guy. And he was like, yeah. And I think too, another thing too, you think about it, like, like how many, like really think about like the multitude of characters that he played he had full episodes where he was shanae and jerome yeah yeah they weren't just one-offs where where shanae was the main character of the episode characters right yeah yep but they were him yeah (laughs) what if you found out in the show those were all him like it was just he had multiple personality disorder That's the gritty reboot that's coming. That's the that's the that's the peacock reboot Everybody of Martin is gonna be him with multiple. Like it just wakes up, disorder. it just shows Gina in the bed, and then it rolls over, and he's like dressed like Sinead. <laughs> <laughs> His lipstick smeared all over. It's like, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh! And they were both naked. It'll be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to talk about some of these main characters. All right, so we pretty much we pretty much got Martin, but. Yeah. Uh, so you got Gina Waters, who, like you said, she is the '90s ideal uh, live live with girlfriend kind of situation. Like I remember being young, and I, like I couldn't wait to grow up and have a girlfriend. We lived together before we was married. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. <laughs> because <laughs> i was always brought up you know was brought up you know in the church and all that stuff so it was like you know we're brought up to well you need to be married and stuff before you i'm like man you really get to know somebody the best 
when you live with them. You That's know true. Like, my, my dad didn't even want me to watch Mark that first because yeah, of, because they of, were shacking up. You know, yeah, that was exactly, the word. They, yeah, they, they always thought they were shacking up, and so my, I always wanted to. I couldn't wait to just be old enough to have a girlfriend that lived with me, and we wasn't married, and we get to know each other, and then decide from that experience whether or not we want to get married. I think that made the most sense. Yeah, I feel like that today, you know. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it like? Didn't she not even really move in until after they were married? Because she still had her own place across town. Yeah, yeah. She so she had her so she was kind of back and forth, and then right, I think right. she moved in when they got engaged. I think she had already yeah. moved I think, in. I think it was after they the got engagement, engaged. Yeah, because then Pam took over the apartment. Yeah, well, but she moved in with Pam for a little while, mm-hmm. if you remember, because they separated then, or something at one point right before they yeah. got married. Yeah, and then she moved back, and they mm-hmm. were yeah they were so yeah they officially lived together when they were engaged. Mm-hmm. I think what's amazing too is that it was the first season when the show decided to break them up. Mm-hmm. Like we had this the first we, season, we but, but we were the, that sucked into these two characters. Like usually they don't pull you away like that in the first season. They give you some, they'll either do sitcoms typically to do these these things where they like. They give you the will they won't they thing where they build mm-hmm. up to see if these people are gonna get together and then they finally put them together and then eventually they break them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in this case, they were together from the very beginning and then they broke them up. But we were so invested in these characters so early in their relationship that it was heartbreaking to watch them break up. Mm-hmm. And we were still in only in the first season. We only seen this, it for like this 10, is the, 15 episodes. This is the benefit of how they started that show off. Mm-hmm. They started that show off as if you're in the middle of the season already. You just got to catch right. up. You just got to mm-hmm. catch up to where they are. They didn't. Right. They didn't spoon feed the audience. They just like they'll catch up. Like they'll get it. You mm. know. And that was the beauty in that. So by the time you got to the end of the first season, you're already like, oh no, man! Did you see Martin and Gina broke up. Oh man! Did you mm-hmm. see Martin last night. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that shit was yeah. crazy. Totally invested, but yeah, Gina was. Gina was like I think for most of us that grew up and watching the show in the nineties, I really thought that's how it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you it know, felt I good to me. I thought it made sense. I thought it made logical sense, and I thought it was cool because it kind of disobeyed what I was taught. <laughs> like, you know, what I'm saying? Like, I thought it was cool. I always yeah. was attracted to stuff that was like different than what I was taught growing up because of like. Yeah, I just felt like they were like living life and learning from experience and stuff. Yeah, right. And I love to show too what they did with 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 Martin's job. They gave him a job that he only had to be at for four hours, mm-hmm. so they could spend a little bit of time at work. Give us about one strong scene mm-hmm. with him at work, and then we spend most of his time. It made sense. Like most shows, most sitcoms. It don't make no sense why somebody's as home as much as they are. Like right. <laughs> we just talked about Fresh Prince in the previous episode. I love Fresh Prince, but there's no way a there's high no way power lawyer working. is at home as much as that, Uncle Phil's Oh yeah, home. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like so, it was convenient. They gave him a four hour a week a day job. He's done in the mm-hmm. early morning, so he can go home and hang out with his friends all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to say about Gina is like she. She wasn't that stereotypical girlfriend and like how in other shows where it's like, you know, sometimes she was the voice of reason, but she was like his 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 partner in crime, you know, like they did mm-hmm. stupid stuff together. 
Mm-hmm. They yeah. staked out to see, yeah. uh, find out about Tommy's job. They did that together. You know, yeah. right? She was <laughs> down, man. She was right at that, man. Right? Yeah, she was right at that from him, and I, I yeah, really I like that. that. Everybody wants a Gina. Everybody yeah. want uh, growing up. Everybody wants their version of of Gina. She was so right or die. She showed up with her face all fucked up. <laughs> oh yeah, she did. <laughs> she was gonna show up for her man. I mean, and, and I like man. they let they they did something that not a lot of shows did with the girlfriend or the wife is that they let her. Tinchi Campbell was allowed to be silly sometimes. Right. Like when she got her head stuck and in unattractive, she was allowed to do and, unattractive yeah, stuff. Yeah, and like you said, the thing with the reunion, you know, I love that episode where Biggie shows up and she's and she comes out in that dress. Mind, trying to sing or, and shit. Yeah, and then all the episode singing in the background. Singing in the background. Yeah. Or the episode where they find out that um uh, that that uh find out that Tommy put Pam and Tommy, uh, Martin put Pam and Tommy oh, together. Oh yeah, her reaction like, a, to that. Yeah, yeah. That, her reaction. She was involved. Like it's just like they would give. <laughs> they gave her so much range instead of this like stern, non-fun. Yeah. Wife that uh, every stale girlfriend. Had. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, don't do that, Martin. Don't do this, Martin. Mm-hmm. That wasn't. Mm-hmm. Te- that wasn't. Te- yeah, they Chicago. were breaking all them rules in them days. Like that. Yeah, that was that shit was over with. Right. So then you got. Pam, <laughs> Pam, like I said, Pam is somebody that I would know. Like I would know yes, Pam. She is. You yeah. know, like f- for real. Like yeah, Pam. I feel like everybody knows a Pam. Mm-hmm. But she is. She's one of the smartest of the group, and um, she ain't scared, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing she ain't scared of nobody. She ain't scared of Shanae. She ain't scared of that rat dog thing. Her, her gut reaction. That ain't no damn puppy. Her gut reaction was to go beat his ass. It wasn't to run away. You saw Tommy like jumped on the bed, <laughs> like was scared. With Tommy, it was Tommy and Gina in the background, scared, screaming, <laughs> and it was Pam ran over there to whip his ass. That shit was great. I feel yeah. like like she reminds me. I have a sister in law that reminds me a lot of of Pam. Like especially in that moment when she said, "That ain't no damn puppy." Like that was Mikael <laughs> all the way, man. She was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that Pam I thought was a great. I thought what they did with with Pam and and Gina in particular was a great contrast mm-hmm. because you know just like Martin was rough around the edges and Gina was from you know a rich family and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Pam was just like Martin in a right. lot of ways, which Pam is why like they had that yeah. relationship because they were the same. You mm-hmm. know, they were both mm. rough around the edges. They came from like humble beginnings. That like makes Pam. sense now. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they bumped heads. They both were competing for Gina. Yeah, and they that were and they, and they were very similar people. Like they don't yeah. need one of them. They weren't mm-hmm. scared of nothing. No, nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then and, and Gina and Pam, like their dynamic was was very. I thought they did a good job of. Of uh, even though they were friends in real life, Gina, I mean Tisha Campbell and Tashina Arnold, and we've seen their friendship continue, you know, thirty years after the show. But at the same time, like their con, their 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 contrast on the show made for some great moments between the two of them, where it wasn't a situation where like it wasn't an automatic that mm. Gina and Pam were going to agree with each other, just right. like it wasn't automatic that Gina and Martin were agreeing with each other. Right. I thought that was a great way to uh, engineer their characters. Yeah, there's a lot. At, they had a lot of depth and dynamic between all those relationships mm-hmm. so then there's uh 
Tommy. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Tommy, I feel like Voice of Reason? Yeah, for everybody. Not just for Martin, <laughs> but for mm-hmm. everybody. He's the voice of reason for everybody. I feel like Yeah. Yeah, Tommy. T- Alright, so always when I was watching Martin, always related to Martin, but I always pictured Tommy as Josh. <laughs> like, cause Josh is is like between the two of us, wouldn't you? I think Josh would be like the voice of reason more so between the two of us. Yeah, and you. So break you. If you ever want to know how me and Marcus are like a lot, are like off the podcast. Watch Martin and, and Martin and Tommy whenever they, they conversation. That's me and Marcus a lot, <laughs> especially yeah. when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I like about Tommy, uh, yeah, he's the only one. Like I love, like we mentioned about the episode where uh, they flashback about when Martin and Gina first met, and everybody had their own version of that story, and it was always <laughs> wild and crazy. But Tommy's the only one that told it right. <laughs> yep, he just told what happened. Exactly. Yeah, I think Tommy Tommy brings the balance to the show. He grounds the show, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, so then there's Cole. Ah. <laughs> Have I ever had a friend like Cole? Hmm. I'm Cole. <laughs> mm. I, I'm Cole. My friend with my friends, I'm Cole. I can be I, but I'm cold on purpose. Cold yeah, is cold. I'm cold yeah, on purpose. Yeah, if you cold on sometimes. purpose, just, is different, I guess. Yeah, I'm cold on purpose sometimes. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I had some friends that are like Cole. I'm trying to think of them right now, but I'm pretty sure of it. When Cole is on screen, I'm like, yeah, I know, I know niggas like that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I knew cats like that, but I don't know if I was necessarily friends with cats like that. I'm about to say, I think that's the difference. I think in real life. We leave Coles behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we meet Coles. We might be cool with Cole yeah, for a little while. I'm sure I had some classes all... with some Coles. You know? Yeah. Eventually, you stop calling Cole to come hang out. Yeah. All of a sudden, be like, then it turns into, hey, y'all, don't call Cole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, man, y'all coming over to play some on video purpose. games? Yeah, man. Don't tell Cole Mark, we're coming over. We do know a Cole. Who that? I ain't going to say his name on the air. Who that? But... <laughs> But you were we were we grew up with this Cole and you don't talk to him anymore. Got the back channel is him he on this Cole? one. You have to text he him knows. on this. I don't want to mention the name on the air, but is he a we Cole? have a Cole. He's kind of a Cole, but think about it. He, he y'all we all grew up together, all three of us grew up together. You stop messing with him now. You don't talk to him no more. You talking about your brother, Jason? No, That's no, you talking about Jason. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Marcus know who I'm talking about because as soon as I said the name, you gonna be like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, guess I guess so. I think I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I guess Bring on the podcast. he is a cold. Let's have a reconciliation on the on the podcast. He is cold. <laughs> yeah, he is cold. If Martin if Martin and 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 Carl Anthony Payne can mend fences, we can <laughs> Right, we can get we can get Cole and Cole, Cole was a fun. Cole was that fun character, that yeah. one that you. He Cole was, and this is interesting. Cole was the Dion Cole of Martin, <laughs> where you could literally yeah. give him you any lines, him whatever. Backstory. And because he's right. so jack, because he's so dumb, right? It works. 
Right. You know, because he's so out there, it works. You don't. He was probably fun to write for because if I, I we need something to happen in this moment, let's just give Cole a stupid line. But you know mm-hmm. what though, Cole was actually dependable in his own way. He was as dependable mm-hmm. as you could expect somebody like Cole to be. <laughs> he, was <laughs> all, he was always there. He was always down for whatever scheme or whatever idea Martin is is throwing at him or whatever or or anybody he's going to be involved in the play he's going to be involved in the charity event the 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 restaurant the dumbass uh, New Jack City meetings I always thought it was so funny how cooperative everybody is always with Martin like when when they did the New Jack City scene he asked everybody to show up and dress in all black okay why did y'all show up why did all y'all actually show up? Like all y'all dressed in black and cooperated with this man. Right. Why did y'all agree? To- I know. It's like, Martin, why you had us all dressed up in black? And I was like, why did y'all show up in black? Right. Why did y'all show up? Like, why do y'all listen to him? Like, right. And I think, but I think Cole, Cole was just fun and he was not much depth to him. And, and, I, and I appreciated that about his character because mm-hmm. they needed that. They needed yeah. that person that there's like Tommy. He's straight would, comic Tom- relief. Right. If he didn't have Cole, Tommy would have been his influence and Martin wouldn't have done nothing. He needed Cole to be like, Martin, that's a good idea. Let's go Mm -hmm. fuck shit up. Like, Mm -hmm. that was his role. And he did it to perfection. And I think, you know, Carl Anthony Payne, I give him a lot of credit for that character because he brought on the life for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the butt of every joke. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and, you know, it takes a lot to be the butt of every character, though. You have to, to, in order for him to, be the butt of the joke most of the times, be the dummy of the group all the time, and to still be a main character, you got to really own that character. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he really took it like, okay, well, if I'm cold, I'm cold in. Like, I'm like, let's do it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I love it. Like, love- he got involved in the players' ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he competed in the players' ball. And, and I love too that, that Cole was like almost like more connected to the other side, like where where everybody else was kind of like Cole just kind of knew everybody, and everybody yeah. knew Cole. Yeah, like he was more connected to everything. But my favorite, my favorite Cole episode was the one where I think it was the season five, early season five, where him and his girlfriend break up. Mm-hmm. But they not really broken up because he thought she said she needed more space. And he oh thought yeah, that's she when he had that needed, dumb girlfriend, right? Yeah, Shanice. Yeah. Isn't it what her name? Shanice. And she was like, I needed more. She told him that he, she needed more space. He thought that meant they were breaking up. She meant she needed to get her a bigger apartment. And so mm, yeah. he goes and gets his own ratty, horrible apartment. Yeah, with yeah. this funky. Why smell like feet and ass up in here, man? <laughs> you know, his guest room, which was uh, uh, the pull down uh, iron pull or whatever. Down. But. Yeah, I, I think um, yeah, Colt was a great character, man. I, I love. I still to this day like can find moments where I remember just cracking up yeah. something Cole said. My favorite Cole moment was uh, my favorite Cole moment was him when he was clipping his toenails. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it later on in the seasons. Like Tisha Campbell got a uh, Gina got a flashback. Yeah, flashback. <laughs> 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 he, he came right at me. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD behind that shit. Well, yeah. Uh, so, some highlights of this show. 
I mean, the number one running gag of the show, just to just to acknowledge it, is the damn thing. That ain't no damn monkey. That ain't no damn puppy. That ain't no it's damn puppy. It's a puppy behind you, man. <laughs> like when, when Tommy was scared of it. Tommy said, hey, hey. <laughs> they looked behind. He said, I think it's a puppy behind you, man. That ain't no damn puppy. And the... the the ad libbing on that scene to, of of fighting the thing that's clearly not alive, like mm-hmm. that shit. The energy it took for that scene, and the the way they stretched it out for like five minutes, man. I remember I the first that. time that aired, my <sighs> whole family was screaming at the TV. <laughs> I mean that went on for a long time. It like did. I, I, when I rewatched it, I'm like, damn, that fight lasted a good. And that's it reminded TV me of the, time. The, the chicken fight from Family Guy. Like yeah. this went on a lot longer yeah. than I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's TV and TV time. That's a long time. And so I mean, I, I don't even know what you yet in my rewatch. I can't wait to get to it though. It's like oh that, you're gosh. like right around the corner, Josh, from that episode. Isn't you on like season three? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Season I season you're, you're, you're I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get to it because I haven't seen it recently. I, I do. I've seen the episode maybe three times, but I've forgotten. It's been a while. Then it so comes back wait. in like season four or something like that. Like, yeah, I remember I think, it coming back. All that stuff. <laughs> I think uh, I think Guy Tory wrote that episode too, um, which is the only episode he wrote for the series. He was a writer on the show. Man, he and that's the episode it. he wrote. I mean, and and for that to be one of the most memorable moments, and he only wrote one episode. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I love. That. Um, I think I think there's a lot of moments, man. But I think that's that's you stole my moment, Marky. That's the one <laughs> I can't get out of my brain. If if somebody comes to me 40 years from now and be like, I just I just ran into this show called Martin, man. Yeah. Man, they, they fight a puppy. Yeah. That's really not a puppy, but it's like a rap. Yeah. Like, I know I'm gonna sound crazy in my old age when I start describing them fighting the the rat puppy to my grandchild. <laughs> But I mean, that's just one of the moments you just don't forget because it's also a moment that's so unique mm-hmm. to tell the like you just don't see mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah, exactly. Because it took up just, so much you, you TV time. Them, him just fighting this fake furry thing. Yeah, and then it comes back in the same episode, and they spend even <laughs> more time. I can't wait to get that in that episode oh, fighting gosh. that thing. I want I wanted to say too, like. One thing that stands out to me about Martin too is the the, the supporting characters that they in, involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the hustle mans, the brother mans. Mm-hmm. I was you know. yeah, I was just about to bring up brother man as another running gag. Mm-hmm. Oh like, my gosh. I love man. Man, Fifth I love that dude. <laughs> Who in the hell left the gate open? Like, yeah. And I love the fact that Mart never locked his window. He just he just <laughs> accepted bro man coming into his apartment. He, he get mad at him, but that's about it. Like, you, man, sandwiches. It's another episode, Josh, where uh he bro man comes into Gina's uh Pam's apartment. Oh yeah. Through the window and then that, he's it's like a bunch of women there or something. I forget what was going on but he was like uh talking to a bunch of the women then he was like well yeah i'm gonna get ready to leave and then they opened up the front door then like he decided to go out the window anyway <laughs> he said i'm gonna yeah, go the way name. i can't but then he fell <laughs> he said oh because <laughs> gina don't have a well, she don't have a fire escape <laughs> so when he went out he the window he hollered <laughs> he just like, like, oh, i always have a fire escape how'd you get up here he's like <laughs> he scaled the building. And I love the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving episode where he was like, 
your mama over my apartment right now. We eating some tur- some sandwiches and blah blah. Just oh, like yeah. oh, and the fact that he stole the CD player that that yep. that the Walkman or whatever that the CD player that they man. went off on. Like there was so many amazing moments with with Bruh Man that like are so memorable. And he was just a character who just popped in and out. Hustle Man <laughs> popped in and out. You yeah. know what I mean? And like right. you know, most of the supporting characters that we kept seeing outside of those were of course played by martin but the right. ones that weren't played by martin were still these like they created this world around them that is just like mm-hmm. eat i just loved i just loved the way they incorporated you know and then yeah and he knew it's yeah because you were he would knew certain people come back like you said and like he knew who those people were like like the old lady that he Ms. always jerry. got to fight with yeah miss jerry he always, yeah yeah i'm glad <laughs> you mentioned that josh that, that that was one i couldn't think of and then I loved, of course, uh, the Reverend Leon Lonnie Love. Yeah, the Reverend Played so eloquently by David Allen Greer. Yes, right. Like, I mean, and then Tommy Davidson popping in as Barnell Hill. Like, they did I'm such an amazing job too, yep. of taking amazing talent and incorporating them. It just, and then the, the barbershop guys who would randomly pop up other places as well. You know, it, it's just like there's so many amazing, like, just feel good memories when I he think did, about, uh, like, Martin. Another they one had of like those a little running, neighborhood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Another running gag that was very prevalent on Martin. Martin used bad stunt doubles. The way Fresh yeah. Prince used them. You know you love that, Marquise. Yeah, yeah. Man. He he used he used bad stunt doubles the way Fresh Prince used dummies. Yeah, it was just as I effective. About, I want to talk about that that when he won the lottery. Man, because I, I just watched that one, Josh, after we talked. Yeah. I love that that whole scene had me. All right, I've only seen that episode once, Brick, when it first aired. Mm-hmm. I only watched the episode once, and, I, and I, so it came back up on my rewatch. When it came back up, I remembered it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love how they when when he saw dancing. He's he like, wow, wow. <laughs> and they never <laughs> showed his face because it was obviously love- a stunt man. It was like it was five so inches taller. <laughs> He would always see the back of his head. He all dancing hard. It was so obviously not Martin. <laughs> what, what, what was that one episode where he didn't he do backflips through the? Is that the same? That's it. Yeah, yeah. When he won the lottery. So yeah, it was yeah. obviously not him. Obviously, <laughs> um, I, I love too. Like when they were coming in in that episode when they were coming in to pick up their lottery winnings and like uh, like for the love of money by the OJ's is playing and yeah. they gliding in. And they glide, like, yeah. You know, yeah, and then the two shot where they're both crying on the one's crying on the couch, At the end. one's on the couch crying, and Gina's in the bed crying. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm fine. But I mean, another standout episode was when he got in a fight with Tommy Hitman Hearns. Man, the I mean, first time when he back. came, yeah, when he came around that corner, me and my family started we screaming died. and hollering. In that Lost house, it. laughing so damn hard. I mean, you can hear it in the audience. You yes, when he comes out, the audience is like out of breath. Yes, <laughs> and it's real, and it's real. Like, so we know sitcoms use a lot of canned laughter, like yeah. you know, from you know, recording laughter to enhance the laughter. Like, there was foot stomping, there was screaming, like mm-hmm. that laughter was legit when he came out the back, mm-hmm. like looking like that. It was, ah. <laughs> but again, those are things you don't see. On traditional sitcoms, which is why it it boggles my mind that <laughs> when they look at a list of top sitcoms of all time, that this one's not mentioned. It's so ridiculous. He asked, he asked did the so swelling go down? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, yes. Like, how bad did he look? 
Horrible. <laughs> love it though. Love it. Love it. Love it. That was a great episode. Oh, of course. Shit. Man, you ain't got no job is definitely a running catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. That's you know. And oddly enough, Tommy, I think had a job the first yeah, he, season. I think he so did the was, first season. He, he was did. working with the kids, but it, it wasn't yeah. really defined as his job. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I want you to come down and talk to the kids at this school, but at it the wasn't Santa like thing or you know, because you know he mentioned his job on multiple different occasions, as if everybody's supposed to know what it was. But yeah. I don't think he ever said this is my job in that episode. I, I'll probably have to go back and rewatch it, but I'll. Yeah, maybe just, you're probably right. Yeah, I don't know if he ever said it, but if he did, I mean, but I remember them somebody else saying that too. That he did have a job in the first season. He worked with the kids in it, but after that point, though, like, because like there was a moment in that last season where he took that girl with him to the 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 the, the, the they went skiing, and he brought the white girl with him. He says, "I work with her," but we still never found out right, what he. Found I thought that was gonna be the episode, or even what, what he did, she did. Like, oh did. shit! Right. You couldn't even find out by way of what she did. Right. <laughs> uh, Big Shirley, that was a running gag. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Never, yeah. And they exaggerated her more and more. Like, you couldn't even put Big Shirley in the show now. <laughs> we did see Big Shirley one time, but she wasn't yeah, like her first big. Yeah, yeah, she was yeah, like she a was regular. Yeah. Yeah. She was a big woman, but she wasn't like she wasn't what they exaggerated. made her later on. Right. They and then yeah, they exaggerated bigger, bigger. her at one point. They had you saw her from like the neck down, yeah, yeah. And then the other episode, they had her like laid across the couch, yeah. Like, and they the had one couch. where she was talking to Cole, like at Nipsey's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that yeah. That's when you saw her from the, the neck, neck down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you I heard think, her talk and stuff. <laughs> here's what I kind of think ended up happening, too, because I don't know if Big Shirley was considered his girlfriend in that scene where she was on the couch. I think that Martin just threw the line out, get on out of here, Big Shirley. And then later on, oh, they, then it I guess, stuck. and then they, it stuck to them like, oh, let's give Big Shirley, make sure, you know, let's More run with that. Current. Okay. I, I'm, I might be wrong, but that's, I'm trying to remember correctly, but I don't think that Big Shirley was like, that's Cole's woman early, early on. The best thing song. about Big Shirley is uh, how they, they mostly just referenced her. And that <laughs> also made her kind of mythological that's what made it even funny because uh <laughs> when you remember martin thought he was the love doctor and he was and he hooked yep. up like tommy and pam and all that and then uh yeah. cole comes in with a cast <laughs> with his arm in a sling <laughs> he's like yeah i took your advice doc he's like oh yeah you, you talked to big shirley he's like, yeah i told her everything you said and she just came down on me, man. He's like, oh, man. So what she say? Like, she ain't say nothing. She just came <laughs> down on me. <laughs> she came down on my whole remember, right side. Or remember when, when Cole was, like, dating a couple women and then, like, one girl, like, like Martin was like, what's wrong with this one, Cole? And she kept, because she kept looking back. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you heard the stomping and the rumbling. It was like, big shot. Everybody <laughs> yeah. takes off running. Yeah. Now you could definitely not have Big Shirley. You can't do that now, man. You can't. can't do that now. But Big Shirley, yo, she had her own thing, man. She had her own place. She had her kids that she was taking care of. Like, yeah, Big Shirley had her shit together more than more than Cole did. For (laughs) right, didn't have Cole didn't have nothing to his name. Big Shirley, she she ran that. So big props to Big Shirley. We do know and the number of actresses who played her. Okay, yeah. uh, 
who would y'all who who would y'all say your favorite characters are like out of all them all them folks if you could choose if you could choose top three oof and we're include we're are we excluding martin excluding martin okay what about martin's characters you can include martin's characters okay good 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 (laughs) i'll I'll go real quick then um my number one is bro man um (laughs) and it's the same concept i've told you guys before Mm -hmm. just like with jazz i like the concept of that funny guy who pops in yeah and you know does what he does makes you laugh and then then disappears and you just like you get excited every time you see him because Mm -hmm. it's just that he's just that fun of a character um I have to go, and it's funny because none of my favorite characters in the main cast, and it's nothing against them, of course, they're they're amazing, but I liked what they did so much with the ensemble, I can't help but love Otis, um, the security guard, Mm -hmm. is, oh my god, like, every scene with him didn't miss, every single Mm -hmm. scene was dynamite, Um, and I'll probably have to say my third favorite character, his first couple appearances were just like, it was what I would love to play on a sitcom. Um, and that was Leon Lonnie Love's character, yeah. uh, David Allen Greer's Leon Lonnie Love. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. first episode where he came in to be Gina's date, and then that next episode where he was running the church that uh, Martin's mama went to. So I mean, that episode is that his second appearance where he, ah, I got a feeling. Yeah, that was going to be all right. That was his second appearance, right? Yeah, that was his second because the first appearance is when Gina and Martin broke up and Pam set them up on a date. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the second. That's her cousin. Yeah, yeah. Yes, her cousin. And then the second episode that he appeared in was the I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Whisper. Yeah. (laughs) Is that the the one where they filmed him? Yes, that's, that's his second one. His second appearance, right? Where they like had to sneak and. Film him. Film him. Yeah, oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they believe he was scamming Martin's mama. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he, he popped up, I think, one more time, and that was when that ridiculous episode where he had to marry Pam and Martin oh, because man. Gina and Martin's license wasn't valid yeah, was so in the season that we won't discuss. Um, <laughs> I think that was his last appearance because he, he turned up in Hawaii and he had to remarry. He just he married Pam and Martin because Pam, because Gina couldn't be there and they didn't want to let Gina know that the marriage license wasn't mm-hmm. completely valid. It was fifth season, but um, no, his first two appearances were just perfect. Like everything mm-hmm. he did, everything he said, you know, when he's at the dinner table and, you know, Lark Voorhees is there and he's like arguing with Martin. He's like, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. <laughs> like, it's just, Oh man. David Allen Greer is, is one of my favorites, um, but he killed it. Those are my three. And it's weird that none of my three are the, like the main characters, but that's just kind of how I am. Well, hey, um, <clears throat> so um, I'm probably going to be all over the place with my favorite characters as well. I, ain't I would say my, <laughs> my favorite <laughs> characters that Martin played mm. is between Shanene and uh, Jerome, but probably Jerome. Mm-hmm. Jerome, yeah, I would say maybe Jerome. He just grew on me, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was. Cause like, what's wrong? He's part of the family, man. Nobody. <laughs> Jerome was part of the family. I mean, he, and they gave him, and they, and they gave him full episodes. They gave him yeah, real, they for real episodes. I, I and he would come world. over uh, anybody's house. He busts up in Pam's house a couple times. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, 
Of course, Bro Man. Like, yeah. Bro Man might be my favorite character because he yeah. makes me laugh every time I see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know. Because Tommy, you know, he's the straight man, but then he loses it every he now. He loses his that. shit. <laughs> but that's Josh. Josh is the straight man. And then every now and then he'll just lose his shit. Is <laughs> whether whether he's whether he's just super excited about something in the moment, he's like, ah shit. Like like that's Josh. Or if he's super pissed off about something, it'll just like every now and then the straight man loses it and that's Tommy, that's Josh. That's funny. Uh, my favorite character my number one favorite character for reoccur- reoccurring character is Tommy. Uh, for all those reasons. Because he's just fucking unpredictably hilarious. Because when he has his outburst. And then I would say Stan. Every time Stan <laughs> opens his mouth, I'm, I'm laughing. Because he's a shiesty bastard. <laughs> He ain't got no shame right. about it. I love the way he said it. Martin too. Martin. Yeah, Martin. Yeah, he don't and he don't have any shame about the way he live his life. He don't care. <laughs> and um, and then Dragonfly Jones is probably my favorite <laughs> character that Martin plays. Uh, Silence. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably yeah, every time Dragonfly Jones does something, he don't even gotta say nothing, and I'm already laughing. Because I know he's going to get hurt. And if I'm not mistaken, point. every one of Martin's character had a ca- catchphrase, right? Like, I like think Jerome so. had, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Jerome in the house, and then Shanae was, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and then you had uh, day, Ot- Otis was like, yeah, take it down, boy. You know. Boy, boy. Yeah. What was Martin's mom's <laughs> phrase? I know she had a phrase. It was like, uh, I don't know if she had a phrase. I don't know if she had a phrase. She just had a Probably signature. She did. She had, like she had a, a signature, signature kind of right kind of reaction to stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of her, her yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. <laughs> Every Martin mom <laughs> kind of remind me of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just love. Would you agree? They put, they put no effort into feminizing. Martin's mom at and all. That made it hilarious because they kept the whole mustache. <laughs> I know, I know. So what's funny about Martin's mom is like she really do remind me of part of my mom sometimes. <laughs> but like uh what's funny about the mustache is uh women with mustaches run in my family. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember the first time I seen a woman with a mustache, it was my mom's aunt, and I was like so confused. <laughs> like, wait, she got a mustache. I was so scared. I was scared of her. Because I was a kid, I didn't understand her name was Aunt Coley. Aunt Coley had a full mustache. And then I was like, uh, Oh my god. I feel bad so for women funny. like that, man. I man. I stared at a woman at church that had that. She was at a, from a visiting church. And she was sitting right near us, and I just could not keep. I kept looking. I'm like, because it was like you said, it was a full on mustache. It was a full (laughs) 
like male, a full like, like I've dated girls and I've been around women that have, you know, well, like a little fuzz, you know, like a little yeah, fuzz. Yeah, yeah, it happens, you know. Right. But this is a full on like what I got. Right. You know? oh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, for the people listening, my mother does not have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure. Let's make that clear. Let's make that clear. <laughs> my mother does not have. A my mother does not have a mustache, man. But that I mean, she, that was the that was the freakiest, weirdest thing that I remember as a kid. I was like, Shh, <laughs> "That's who? That's ain't Coley. Like she got a mustache. I was scared of. Give me some sugar. Like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she so so. Wait, Martin's mom kind of had a catchphrase, and it was more like. Old big head girl Gina or something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. The big head girl or something like that. Mm-hmm. That was early on, I think, though. But now yeah. hers is more of just that yell. That yeah, that yell, like, that reaction. Yell, that yell over reaction. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's <laughs> God, such a good show, such a unique. I, it's funny though because like when I think about like like how many things happen, like you almost forget. How unique Martin was mm-hmm. until you go back and like rewatch it as an adult and realize, wait, TV shows don't do that shit. Like TV mm-hmm. shows don't operate. Yeah, because like right, because the biggest thing I noticed was the fact that he was dressing up as different people. I was like, yeah, shows mm-hmm. don't do that. They really no. Don't. I mean, they took it. I mean, Family Matters kind of took that idea and kind of ran with it a little bit, given you know Jaleel White to play yeah. Myrtle and then his cousin and then a lot of other people but yeah, for the most the part end. yeah yeah but it wasn't consistent like mm-hmm. like it yeah. was on Mar- and these yeah, were distinctly Martin, from the beginning different yeah and these are distinctly different characters like mm-hmm. you know you knew that there was martin in the dress but after a while when she would pop up mm-hmm. that's shenanay or that that's martin's well, that's, mom that's like, like it the, stopped the, being uh, like that's martin it mm-hmm. became like oh that's here comes the, roscoe here comes right they were their own characters yeah. Yeah. yeah here comes dragon Five jones here comes what's the that's the, like don't that, you know, there's no. a whole episode where uh like the players ball where it's yeah. about jerome is the star of the episode the whole like, episode martin's barely in it <laughs> like right. he, he, he introduces jerome and then the whole rest of the episode is jerome and then there's a double that's playing the back of martin's head like right and then even when he went on dates, went on a date with um, Pam. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a Jerome-centric yep. episode. You just don't mm-hmm. see that necessarily. I think the gag when you saw, like, Jaleel White play Myrtle was, oh, that's Jaleel White in the dress mm-hmm. in this episode. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. like, with those other characters, like, you just didn't, that association would start to dis- mm-hmm. dissipate a little bit after they've been around enough times. And I think about, like, there's been Shanae-centered episodes, like yep. the one where Gina had to go work at the salon to, mm-hmm. to yeah. get the tickets, you know what I mean? The kid, fact that yeah. they were able to do that and say, you know, well, we're going to dedicate, you know, the, the Forever Shanae episode. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so much Shanae mm-hmm. in it, and it was just an amazing... It's just so different, man. And you, I don't, I would aspire to have... If, if Martin hadn't done it already, I, that's the kind of sitcom that you would wanna where I wouldn't want to... That I wouldn't want to play the side character into. That'd mm-hmm. be the one that I'd want to run. Like, that'd be the one mm-hmm. I'd want to be... You know, because but he's done it already, and I don't think anybody can do it quite like Martin did it. That's why the show is um, <clears throat> appropriately named Martin, because no matter what <laughs> character you get, it's all Martin. Like, <laughs> even yeah. though you forget yeah. it's him, it's still like he's in the background. Like, yeah, it's all me. Like that shit's crazy. Yeah. So love it. Then are we gonna talk about this? <laughs> 
We could talk about it real quick. We got to. We got to. I love how we all knew what this, what that next. (laughs) 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 Anytime you talk to anybody about Martin and somebody goes, you know what we're about to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently. Fresh Prince, we had to talk about the two unbibs. Now mm -hmm. Martin is like, this is the. Yeah. (laughs) So apparently there was a fifth season of this show. <laughs> so, uh, I I haven't heard very good reviews about it <laughs> because uh, so hmm. so Tisa un- Campbell and um, Martin Lawrence did not get along in that last season. Apparently, Martin didn't get along with a lot of people throughout mm-hmm. the series, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Carl Anthony Payne and Garrett Morris have both talked about their difficulties with with Martin. Mm. Um, even when Stanley was doing, uh, Garrett Morris, who played Stanley, was doing an interview, he was talking about how great it was to work with everybody. He left Martin's name out. Oh, wow. Um, so the reports is that he had difficulty working with Martin as well mm. during, I guess, the latter part of the time that he was on the show. And, you know, it was a big story when Carl Anthony Payne came out and said that he didn't I remember that, yeah. work with Martin. And they had to mm. do, a, they did a meetup where they, where they you know, um, mended fences. That's um, good. Which is why they get along, get along now. That's good. Um, Martin and the rest of the cast stayed. Like him and Tisha Campbell worked together again. I mean, Tashina Arnold, they worked together again on uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was Wild Hogs. He and and Big Mama's House. And Big Mama's um, House. Yeah, yeah. When she had the I remember her on there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that. Wild Hogs. He played her. He, she played his wife on Wild Hogs. Okay. Um, and, uh, it was only one scene um, early on in, in the episode. I mean, in the show. And you know he's he was cool with Tommy up until the end and everything like that. And mm. but you know it's tough, man, because we're we're now still at the tail end of the you know in the midst of the Me Too movement and everything like that. And we don't really know all the details, but what we do know hurts. What as a viewer, not really wanting to dive into the actual situation because I don't know the details of that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, and I don't want to speculate. But it killed the show. Yep, mm-hmm. and. We could have had a good final season. Yep. Mm. If that didn't, if this incident didn't happen, because they could have gone out the way they should have. Instead, they went out with a whimper, and mm-hmm. that show deserved to go out on on the same on a level roar of, from a mountain top. On the roar from the mountain tops. Yes. Yeah. That that last final episode was was, was it was heartbreaking. Yep, yeah, <laughs> I is. think we both said it. Yep, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh. it was really. It's really hard to watch. Like yeah. I'm debating if I'm going to watch the fifth season because I can watch the, the final episode. episode of uh, Fresh Prince with no problem. I'd be like, man, that was no that, that was a really good wrap up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was real a great good. way to send them off. Yeah, great right. Way to send them off. I've seen the last episode of fucking a uh, different world. I was like, all right, that makes That's sense. That's good. You know, yeah. but man, Martin, shit. I mean, Cosby <laughs> Show, they, they, they danced off into the audience. Right, yeah. You know, they had a good I mean, ending. I'll even accept fucking Jaleel White being, Urkel being sent off in a rocket ship. I'll take that as your final episode. But right. <laughs> you need to be saw, sent off in a rocket ship. What we saw on Martin is just a shell mm-hmm. and, you, and I, and I it's almost like you felt the weight in that final season on the whole cast. Cause it just, once she wasn't around for that, everybody had to compensate season, for that. Yeah. And they brought in the Shanice a little bit more, which was Cole's girlfriend. And 
they had to come up with an excuse every single episode as to why Gina wasn't around. And it was just, you can, yep. you can clearly see that that chem- It was chemistry. so obvious, God. Yeah. yeah. It was well, the so... funny thing is, Jason's not here, but he said before that, as a kid, he didn't notice. Oh, I noticed. Even as a kid. <laughs> I, I, I noticed that as yeah, a kid. I noticed, I noticed I that older. back then. Yeah. We're a I little like, bit older Gina? than Jason. Yeah. But the dumbest one was like when they went on that cruise. Yeah, yeah, like waving. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, man! Like, she ain't nowhere on set. Right <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they basically get turned the that episode into a uh, a mid- little a mini series. Yep, it was a thin line between love and hate promotion because yep. uh, yeah, because they had old Lynn, old girl Lynn Whitfield. Yeah. Lynn Whitfield. Yeah, yeah I, I remember that. I mean, the final the final episode to them weaving in and out of rooms mm-hmm. together. I mean. I would just also like from an actor's perspective, just trying to imagine not being in the situation, not being Martin or Tisha Campbell, but being Tommy or call or, or call Anthony Payne or Tashina Arnold. Like, how does it feel to be in an atmosphere that's so tense and Toxic, so awkward? Man. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, when this, when they say cut, Gina's over here I and mean, Tisha Campbell's over here. Martin's over. You've got to keep them separate. Yeah, it's like a it's it's like a divorce, mm-hmm. and they're the kids. Or like if like if you have friends, if you're friends with both of people who are divorcing, because I've heard right. situations where uh, if the couple's divorcing and they got and they got friends on both sides, and it's you know the friends, it's kind of hard for the friends to. Kinda... I know I know a couple like that who used to be married and now they're divorced, but I'm cool with both of them. It's kind of oh, wow. weird. Like you can't like. I... You can't like, decide. yeah. You just like, hey, look, yeah. I, I was I mean, cool with both of y'all. So. I'm, I mean, I'm, di- I'm divorced, but that's, that's not the case for me. Yeah, it's not the case. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> not cool. But like, and the thing I think about, like Tashina Arna, for example, like her and Tisha Campbell have been best friends since they were like 15, 16, 17 years old. Yeah. And then she's also, you know, have a good relationship with Martin and continued even after the show was over. But you look at their situation. Like imagine what she was feeling during that time frame. Like I want to support my best friend. I can't turn my back on her, but at the same time, I'm still working every single day with Martin. I mean, I wonder. It makes me like, unlike what we just talked about in the previous episode about Fresh Prince, which had a mostly harmonious set, even with the whole Janet Hooper situation. Mm-hmm. You look at Martin is like there had to be a lot of tension on that set, even though it looked like they were having a great time. Because if Carl Anthony Payne comes out and says, "I had issues with Martin." Mm. while i was on the show like so all those times when we saw you guys look like you're having a great time together yeah, some awesome acting. there was tension yeah yeah and it kind of oh. it sucks i'm ready to see the reunion because hopefully they'll address they probably won't address the actual court mm-hmm. yeah they, side of it. they're definitely going to address it just like fresh prince addressed their dirt mm-hmm. um that's what i'm like because like you know i'm sad about the last episode but i'm glad about the reunion i was very happy about that so i'm like okay this is this is definitely a mending fences kind of thing because i did i follow everybody on of the whole cast of martin i follow them on instagram and they get along they get along yeah. now so that's why i was like and then that's why i've been seeing it posted about the reunion special and i'm like oh i'm looking forward to this you know yeah they've been seen together doing things together tisha campbell and martin and tichina arnold have been out together they look happy um i think and uh, you know this is also a consequence of i've had conversations with friends of mine about martin lawrence and you know he shot a film in the city that i lived in in wilmington north carolina he shot uh, black knight there um and they talked about how difficult he was 
on set mm. at that time. And this was what, 90, late 90s, early 2000s, I think, maybe 02, 03, and Yeah, early 2000s. Like yeah. Early 2000s. And they had a rule you couldn't look him directly in his eye. You know, and he talked about it in Runtail that where he was, you know, in his mind or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, wondering mm-hmm. if the pressure of being a star and all of that stuff got to him during Martin and that turned because like right now he's not the Martin that he doesn't seem to appear to be the Martin that Oh yeah, stories, he's a different he's a different he's a guy. Completely he's a different, different guy now. now. Which is why yeah. he was able to mend fences with so many people. Mm-hmm. Um I hope Garrett Moore shows up. I hope John Gras shows up, you know, Stan and Sean. I hope they mm-hmm. are there as well to take in the celebration because everybody involved and especially in those first three seasons four seasons or so need to be celebrated because it's yeah. only right because mm-hmm. this show was above all like as much as I love Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and it's still my favorite above Martin Martin was was so unique in so many ways that we named it. I wanted, mm. I'm glad that it's being celebrated it's almost like radical show yeah. it's kind of radical yeah mm. and, and but like I think it just sucks that we didn't get the proper send off so I'm hoping that this reunion kind of gives us a little bit more solace. Um, I'm glad they're not doing air. it as a scripted reunion, but you know. You know when that's supposed to air? No, they just did. They they taped it already with Fayetteville, North Carolina's own Atheon Crockett hosting oh. it. He's also oh, from he's from Fayetteville. Yeah, he's I just thought not... he was from Jersey. No, nah, he's from Fayetteville, man. He went to Fayetteville State University. I like always he... thought he was from Jersey. For some reason, he left Fayetteville in like '95, though. So he's been gone. He left for LA in like '95. Okay. Um, but Fayetteville's own Atheon Crockett. He's one of the three famous people from our city. Um, <laughs> outside of J. Cole and and uh, okay, he's one of the two famous people from our city. <laughs> um, I don't know when it's gonna air. I'm gonna look it up. But uh, uh, yeah, like I mean, I'm excited for it. Like I'm, I'm ready. Like I don't even know if I have BET Plus, but I'm gonna get it. Yeah, I'm gonna probably get it just to watch that shit. Yeah, you could do a trial and watch it. I might have to do that then. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that. Man, Martin, what a goddamn revolutionary, impactful show in my life. Uh, personally, represented for the Short Brothers, and you know, (laughs) I, I really dig that. He was pretty good. So. And again, like, again, I, I want to mm-hmm. stress this, too, before mm-hmm. we wrap up, too. This was one of the first, in my opinion, unapologetically black yeah, television shows. Yeah, It came all out the, the year way. before, all the way. Like, like it didn't try to cater to a white audience. Mm. Like, unlike the shows that we love from the 70s, the Norman Lear sitcoms, mm-hmm. it wasn't written and cultivated by a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. Like, this show was as Garrett Keith is behind and he's a, he's a black director, mm-hmm. you know, Bentley, Bentley um, Evans is, is also one of the executive producers. These people along with Martin cultivated this show and it was the blackest show that was for a black audience. Absolutely. So it speaks to what we're doing now in 2022, where we're like, it's not about catering to the masses all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not about making sure that we speak in a way in which the white audience can, can, can take it in. No, this is about black folks, doing black shit right in a black city <laughs> exercising mm. their blackness and it's not exclusively about them being black they just live mm. in their life right and then you know what i mean and enjoy it you know what i mean right it's just a peek in 
Right. To the, to the we're going to let you into our living rooms. This is how we are, y'all, when we ain't at work with y'all asses. <laughs> right. This is what we do. We on the couch. We reenact New Jack City. This is what we do yep. <laughs> when y'all ain't here. We make fun of each other. We do stupid shit. We do. We, we argue. We fight. And we come back together tomorrow. Yep. Like, that's what we do. And then we come deal back tomorrow it. and deal with y'all asses. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, that's Martin, y'all. So, um, yeah, where can they where can they find y'all fellas at on the interwebs? You can find me at that ain't no damn puppy on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. Um, <laughs> no, man, check me out on. Um, I am on. Well, I accidentally made a phone call on my phone, y'all. My ball. Um. Check me out on uh, Instagram at the Brick Jackson. Um, I post clips of my work. Um, I sometimes just post random stuff, things that I'm doing. I do stand up around here in LA. I, I also post some, uh, you know, try to post some of the stuff I do with Prop Josh, my main man. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully continuing this working relationship as we go forward. Thank you guys once again for having me, man. Yeah. I know sometimes I get a li- I'm a little bit passionate, so I start going about some stuff. I might have to start reeling me in a little bit more. Start giving me a wrap up signal when I start talking. Um, but no, man, thanks for having me again, man. This has been great. I love talking about these legendary sitcoms that shaped me. It didn't really mm-hmm. shape just who I am as an actor and doing comedy. It shaped me as a person right. because it helped me understand myself. Like real quick, I'm just gonna say this real quick. Like for example, like watching Eddie Murphy when I was a kid and watching Will Smith and watching Martin, like mm. I felt so different watching them made me realize, oh, it's okay to be this goofy or this funny dude mm-hmm. who's just who sees the world just differently than everybody else does and that's okay and that's mm. why i'm so thankful that the 90s gave us this type of television and these type of characters that were so authentically them and so authentically black that it made me see myself that it's okay to mm-hmm. be more it's okay that i was different it's right. okay that I'm a, that I had a sense of humor that was a little bit off the off the track of some of the kids that I was around in school. It made me understand me, and it made me understand what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. So mm-hmm. I am thankful to Martin, thankful to Fresh Prince, thankful to Eddie Murphy, thankful to In Living Color, because I would not be who I am without that. So mm-hmm. thank you for having me on here to talk about that. I'm done with. I'm, I'm, I lay on my plane right there. Awesome. <laughs> you can follow me on uh, social media. That's Prop Josh. Uh, on YouTube and uh, TikTok. And that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Instagram. Uh, yeah, Instagram. So you know Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Prop Josh and Prop Josh underscore Productions on Instagram. Hey, you can find me at seven thirty. That's the number seven E V E N T H I R T Y on Instagram. You can look that up on YouTube. You can look that up on any major music streaming platform you can look up uh vintage noise with a z records at Bandcamp. uh i actually prefer Bandcamp because they pay directly to the artists and i like that uh and then also um i just want to leave y'all with a thought don't be uh, my thoughts always start off so negative don't do this don't do <laughs> Don't be a stan, okay? Don't be a stan. <laughs> it's okay to be a little cold, but don't be don't go full cold. Never go, little, full yeah, cold. never go full cold. Um 
or You're Tommy. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> and then you do you 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 don't be a fucking don't be a you're gonna get your ass beat like a like a like a puppy that ain't no damn puppy if you end up acting like a stan okay what you want to do in life is you want to be a tommy see josh that's what i was getting to you want to be a tommy be more like a tommy have your shit together don't let everybody in your biz. Everybody don't need to know what you do. Long as you know what you do, long as it's legal and you're happy, be a Tommy, because Tommy's got his shit together. And every now and then, it's okay to lose your shit. You know, it's like Tommy. So, believe y'all with that. We love Martin. Good night. Thank everybody for listening. You can uh, email us at Mark and Josh Show at gmail dot com. That's M-A-R-Q and Josh Show at gmail.com. For questions, movie suggestions, corrections, personal reflections, beat selections. No, like seriously, if you got beats and you want to hear them play during a segment of the show, just send them over. We'll take a listen. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to upload every Thursday. And hey, maybe we'll hit you with a couple surprises. Who knows? Who cares? Hopefully you do. Either way, you know where we be at. <laughs>